Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hello and welcome to the Room Around League podcast. I'm your host, former NFL scout, Tyler Roman. Today's episode... And take a look back at the Washington football team New Orleans Saints game this past weekend. It was another disappointing loss for the Washington football team. The season get ugly quick with a tough schedule coming up. Look at the matchup versus the Kansas City Chiefs this week. It's a daunting task for an already struggling defense. Also look at some waiver wire pickups and matchup based starts for your fantasy football teams. A lot to cover on this edition of the pod, so let's get started. Looking back at last week's game, you know, the defense had some moments. They looked like they were on their verge of some strides. Um, but in the coverage lapses, uh, Landon Collins getting beat deep um, where he just looked lost. They, you know, quick snapped him and he wasn't ready to prepare. Either way, he was out of position. Um, he was playing deep middle safety there and he was not, you know, deeper than the deepest. And that's his role in that play. And I think James Winston said it himself. Deontay Harris' speed against Landon Collins' speed is now, is, uh, you know, win for New Orleans every time. So, um, that you know, putting Landon in a poor spot there. I don't know why he's playing deep middle there. He's not a, you know, backhand of the part of the secondary safety. He's more of in the box safety and playing closer line of scrimmage. So that's another factor in this defense of why they're putting players in these poor situations. Um, obviously, the Hail Mary, I can't even explain what <laughs> they think he was on Hail Mary. You heard Landon Collins say they weren't expecting that. I don't know if that's on Del Rio or the players. I don't know how you're not expecting that with eight seconds left to go in the first half. Yes, there's an outside chance they're going to get 10, 15 yards to get a field goal, but you know, Hail Mary is definitely part of the equation, especially against this defense. Why would an offense not take advantage of a Hail Mary situation like that? Because exactly what happened, they want it to happen, happen. Um, you know, no one, and again, no one jumped from, with Marquez Callaway um, to get the ball. I mentioned last week's part of Callaway is a big play threat. Um, he had a really nice game, two touchdowns. I think he's a you know young, I don't want to say Sandy, but he's a young player that has some moments, but I think Washington defense made him look a lot better than he is just because their secondary made you know continual lapses as usual. But the Hail Mary is absolutely indefensible because that, you know, that's where the game was lost. Once that happened, you could tell the team was kind of shock, shook and shocked that something like that happened and it really, you know, put this team in a downward spiral the rest of the game. The missed tackles were there as well. Bob McCain is not playing well. Missed a couple big tackle that Alvin Kamara touched down. Misses a couple of week. Um, he's been struggling. You know, safety wise, it's it's time to, you know, maybe try to make some changes. Atlanta Collins, if he's gonna play, needs to play more of a linebacker role, Buffalo Nickel. Bob McCain could be probably just taken out at this point. Maybe bring up a guy like Jeremy Reeves from the practice squad. Or even have uh, DeShazer ever, you know, get put back there. Everett at least will come up and hit you. And that's something this team needs. He'll play with aggression. He plays with the hair on, his hair on fire out there. Um, and he's a guy that, you know, has some experience in this league. And he's always wanted to play more on defense. He's always been a very good special teams player, but maybe it's time to give him a shot. I'm not saying any of these guys are going to save this secondary, but at least just try something new because something is up because this is not working and it's getting tired of talking about it and same old story what else is there to say like there really isn't anything else to say it's the same mistakes that are made every week 
Um, it really baffled me that Rivera says it makes no sense for him to make any scheme, personnel changes, or coaching changes. How can you not five weeks in um, and not have to think about what's going on with this team? Um, there's can't be doing the same thing every week and hoping something changes. Well, clearly, it's not. So, um, you know, they really need to look into some changes. Derek Forrest is practicing this week, maybe coming him off IR, maybe give him a shot if he gets activated the next week or two. I still think he's more of a strong safety come out of Cincinnati last year. Another guy that will come up and hit you um, comes out of a missile sometimes from the back of the defense. But again, he's more of a strong safety, but I mean, he can't be much worse than Bobby McCain or Collins is playing right now. Um, so I maybe look at him. Cam Crow needs to be out there every play. He still plays with smarts and he's definitely the most athletically gifted safety we the team has so um, i think him is always should be back there and it should be maybe a rotating mix until they find out someone else to pair with him because collins and mccain are not getting done right now uh, chase young had his best game of the year um, i know people obviously are hard on him he's still going to be one of the best pass rushers in this league he's still young it's year two it's going to take, you know, a year or two before he is on the same level of guys like, you know, Joey Bosa and Miles Garrett and TJ Watt, those guys of the world, um, Taylor Jones. So um, he had some consistent wins going against a really good tackle on Ryan Ramchek, one of the best right tackles in the league. He got paid this past offseason. Chase was consistently, you know, beat him more on the outside rush. He used bull rush moves. Um, and his sack war fumble was beautiful. It was on. He kind of bull rushed Ryan Ramchek in Winston's lap and did a great job giving the ball out of Jameis's hands. And, you know, Chase has a talent to do that all the time. He just has to be more consistent with it. And he was a little more consistent with this, this week. Um, it looked, seemed like they had more rushing over the right tackle this this week. And that scene where he had most of his success last year. So maybe that's something they'll continue to do, keep him comfortable, um, especially if Montez is okay, you know, going up against the left tackle um, on the right side of the defense. So, um you know, Chase is someone that is going to get better. He's not going to finish with, well, now he has one sack. He's, you know, I think I still expect him to get eight to ten sacks this year and be a consistent threat to this team. The defensive line was not the problem this week. They had some good rushes. Um, Deron Payne had a sack. Jonathan Allen provided good interior pressure along with Matt Ioannidis. So the secondary, again, was, a, you know, a big culprit of what was going on. Um, William Jackson third is, I still firmly believe, was a good signing. He's a good corner in this league. He's a good man co cover corner in this league, but they're playing him out of position in, at zone in more zone coverages. It baffles me of, you know, why would they try to sign a guy that is elite or close to elite at one thing and try to make him do a whole other thing? It's what a problem this team and organization has been having for years, but they consistently make these big signings and then play them out of position. You can even argue that was what happened with Josh Norman. Norman, They play Norman and out of a position of where he wanted to be, playing more of a zone when he was more man cover corner as well. So, um, uh, But, you know, William Jackson is just someone that I think is losing, not as losing confidence, but he's just going with the flow. He's doing what the coach is telling me. He said that as much in his presser last week. Um, and you, you could tell he doesn't look comfortable out there. Um, he looks like he's just, you know, trying to, he's thinking too much out there and it's affecting his play and it's affecting his coverage. So um, even though he's had some mishaps this year and obviously not a good start to his Washington football team career, I don't put it all on him. I think he still is a really good corner in this league and it's just not the best fit for him right now. And unless that changes, it's, it's not going to be a good, you know, run with him as a Washington football player. The Ken Fuller is playing a little better. Better, He made a really nice um, pass break up with Marquez Callaway. Marquez Callaway in a second and 18 um, in the second quarter. So Fuller, you know, he, he's always, you know, good to be around the ball. Sometimes he doesn't make the play on the ball, but, you know, against the Saints, he did a good job um, of getting his hands in there and fighting. He's always a pesky defender who's always going to be there around the play and, you know, six-year man covered for the most part. So I do like Kendall Fuller. I'm glad he's playing a little better the last few weeks. 
Um, also very confusing of why the lack of run for Benjamin St. Juice and Jamin Davis. I think St. Juice played 13 plays and Jamin Davis played 12. The Davis one is just dumbfounding to me considering Bostic is out. They went more with a three safety look instead of having two linebackers. They just went one linebacker with Holcomb out there basically all game. Um, at this point, with this defense struggling, if, I don't know. Davis cannot be worse than what's happening right now. And you might as well let him get him some reps and let him get better. Make him his mistakes. Get him experience. He's not going to get better without experience. So Davis needs to be out there. He's going to get have some lumps. But he's the most athletically gifted linebacker on this team and one of the most athletically gifted defenders on this team, period. He needs to be out there. He, he can make some plays in coverage. He's... You know, struggles to fight off blocks a little bit, but that's going to come in time. Um, it is, again, that comes with more reps and more, you know, experience. So Davis needs to be out there. St. Juice was solid the last couple weeks for his concussion of missing the Atlanta game. So I don't know why the fix to move him out of the lineup. Um, he had a nice pass break up on a third down, too, when the Saints were backed up on their own inside their own two-yard line. So St. Juice is another good player, another good young player that hopefully this team's trying to develop. And at this point, not saying the season's lost, but nothing is working right now in any way. Defense, why not get them out there to make some mistakes? Because your veteran players are making mistakes anyway, so why not let the rookies make some mistakes and learn from it? Um, you know, hitting again a little bit more on changing personnel and scheme. Kind of said that already. Ron says it doesn't make sense to him. I don't see how it doesn't. Again, they're making the same mistakes. They need to tidy up the scheme, maybe you know, do it a few plays. Maybe less than the playbook of players that are having trouble with it or what obviously continue to having coverage mislaps Mishaps is not all in the players. There's no way it is. It's there's got to be a Systemic thing that's happening of why it you know continues to happen um, and Obviously the players are the ones out there and making the physical mistakes But the coaches are you know drilling into them all week of what needs to be done So the coaches everyone is at fault and something needs to change sooner rather than later because this season is going to get away from them very quickly if it doesn't um you could tell New Orleans knew they could attack in the Washington team defense deep. Like they did not take shots very much throughout the first four weeks of the season. And Jameis was firing bombs all over the field because he knew that he could. And that's what Sean Payton does. One of the best scheme and play callers in this NFL. And he knew exactly what he could do and they did. And you know, they took advantage of a sore spot on this Washington defense and hit it to a T continually did. And, um, you know, that's what good coaching does. And Sean Payton is one of the best in the league at it. Uh, offensively, Heineke just kind of solidified what I've been thinking the last couple weeks. Heineke isn't a long-term quarterback, and I think it's becoming more evident than that. Um, his lack of arm strength is killing him. There's multiple throws where he just doesn't have it. If he's not throwing with anticipation, um, he's not going to make the throw because he, he has to be early on the throw to make it happen. Um, and it's just he does not have you know a quality NFL quarterback arm. Um, again, I'm not saying you can't win with him if you if he does make those plays where he's on time. Um, Three-step drop, get the ball out, five-step drop or just at least leads the receive of anticipation, um, and you have a good defense and a good running game, but the team doesn't have that right now. And if, if the onus falls on him, it's the team, this team in particular, is not going to win many games. Eineke is not going to lead them to victory on his own um, very often. So um, horrible decisions on the interception. The one in the red zone of Curtis Samuel, I don't know, that was a horrible throw, one. And if you're going to throw it out there, you got to give Curtis more of a you know, fade it to out the outside. He's a smaller guy. He's not going to be a guy that's going to jump up and get it for you too often. And then obviously the decision where he was in his own end zone, I think he was just trying to make a play. And then obviously it was horrible. He set the Saints up for an easy touchdown. So he's got to realize he can't do stuff like that because I think he's going to sell a backup in this league. But if he ever wanted to be a starter, which is not going to happen, he can't make a decision like that. So Heineke had a horrible game and he was, you know, one of the main reasons for the loss for this team. 
I heard a report this week Jason Locker Forrest said that Ryan Fitzpatrick could potentially be back in week seven. If he's healthy, I think the team should go back to him because Fitz at least has better arm strength, more experience. You know, if they want to win, if they want to continue to win or try to win, I would. I think Ryan Fitzpatrick give this team a better chance to win. Um, so I think it's someone that they should definitely get a decision that needs to be made. You know, sooner rather than later, if he is healthy, when he's deemed healthy. Um, but you know. That's just my feel. Like I said, I think I've seen enough of Heineke to be, I think he just, he doesn't give the team as good a chance to win as a Ryan Fitzpatrick does when Fitz is healthy. Um, Gibson is fighting, but you could tell he's still hurt. He only averaged three yards to carry, but he had two touchdowns. Um, love Gibson. It's just, you could tell he's battling, you know, a lot of injuries, especially that shin injury right now. He's not probably not going to practice much this whole year just because they got to keep him ready for game days. Um, but, you know, it's something, he definitely still has some of that explosion. You could tell he's a, uh, you know, not 100%. Love the way he's hitting. Um, he's showing more patience, and his vision has definitely improved from year one. So that's great to see in his development. Um, I think J.D. McKissick needs to be more involved. It was interesting to me to see him have, you know, the game-winning touchdown against Atlanta and then only had three touches for seven yards. Kind of inex- inexcusable to me, especially when you already were down weapons when Curtis Samuel went out, and obviously, I mean, Campson's were already out. Logan Thomas is out, so... Need to get JD because more of the ball. I think JD should be getting ten catches a game, whether it be five carries or five catches or what. But he's one of their more dynamic offensive playmakers, and he needs to be more involved. Ricky Sills Jones, I thought was fine in his first game starting. Had some moments, made some tough catches. Um, he had one over the middle where defender draped right all, all over him. He has good hands at this point of the catch. Um, he's definitely a bigger body target. Little wiggle after the catch as well. So I like to see that he's not Logan, but he'll be fine. And you know, Logan Thomas is absent in my opinion. Terry could have had a much bigger game. He beat Marshawn Lattimore pretty consistently throughout the game, but Terry Alahanneke ever th- even either threw it behind him or overthrew him. And you know, t- Terry only I think had four catches of forty six yards. He could have easily had a close to a hundred yard game if Hannah Heineke was just had some more arm strength or was a little more accurate. So I think Terry, you know, going up even against elite corner, Terry could have had a much bigger better game because Terry's only receiver himself. DeAndre Carter I think needs to have a bigger role going forward. I expect Curtis Samuel to, you know, you can't rely on him for the next couple of weeks. I know they said he's week to week, but I doubt he's going to play this week. Um, he didn't look healthy in the one carry he got. You know, uh, Curtis Samuel last year on that end of round would have got 20 yards, and he just looked stiff coming around the edge. Um, so DeAndre Carter can play some of that similar role, and they did. They gave him a couple end of rounds, jet sweeps. Might as well keep doing that going forward to give you that little you know, added development on offense. Carter can do that role. He's not Curtis Samuel, but he can at least give you, you know, Curtis Samuel light plays o-line was solid again even with the injuries cosby going out mid-game sheriff already out um i thought they're you know, they're doing a really good job going against cam jordan one of the best defensive ends in the league um they did a good job against him they neutralized any pass rush heineke had time um heineke made you know good decisions when to pull down a run um, but overall o-line was very solid again moving on to the chiefs game um Hey, real quick on the Ron Rivera comment saying that sometimes he wished they didn't win the division. Seven nine record wasn't good enough to win the division. I'm not a big fan of those comments. It, you know, he was pushing so hard to win the division last year, and now he's regretting it because the team is leaving expectations. That's kind of ridiculous. Like, just get your team to play better. Like, this is not everyone. They were gonna have expectations anyways. This defense was playing better regardless. People with all the talent on this defense, everyone, fan base, media was gonna expect more out of this team. And that's on him, that's on Del Rio, that's on the players. And it's it's kind of, you know, almost a defeatist comment to say that he wishes that, you know, they didn't win the division last year with all the expectations. That's not an excuse to me. They need to start, you know, playing better ball. And this is, there's there's really no one to blame but themselves right now of why the lack of production. 
Um, this will be a tough matchup. Patrick Mahomes is struggling for Mahomes standards, but he's still Patrick Mahomes. Um, this could be a get-right game for him, especially going against his defense. I'm sure Andy Reid is chomping at the bit to get this one going. This is, you know, Sean Payton times two, you know, or any way Sean Payton are you know, very similar, great offensive play callers, and I'm sure Andy Reid's seeing all the faults in his defense all week and can't wait to get going um, because they have all the weapons of the world when it comes to the Tyreek Hill, Miko Hardman, and Travis Kelsey. So, um, you know, they, they, this unfortunately could be one of those games where they get right. And hopefully it doesn't happen, but it's shaping up to be that way. Tyreek Hill could have a field day um, going deep. You know, this team lets guys like Deontay Harris get deep and Marcos Callaway. So I can't imagine what Tyreek Hill can do against the defense. This defense. Um, Tyreek is banged, banged up a little, though, with a knee injury. Hopefully, for Washington's sake, that he's either out or a little limited because that will be a big help. Travis Kelsey will eat in the middle of the field. This team has had trouble starting tight end, stopping tight ends really going back to last year. I mean, Kelsey's one of the best in the league, if not the best, so I'm sure he's going to have his have his way. Um, they have a limited, limited run game right now with Clyde Edwards-Alaire out. Clyde Edwards-Alaire out. But the pass game is where they eat, they eat anyways. Um, you know, Daryl Williams is going to step up and Jerry McKinnon for them as well coming out of the backfield, but I don't think it's going to hinder them too much. Um, my opinion, they need to bracket Hill, double team him. I don't really care. They just need to neutralize him. Mikael Hordman and Dark, uh, Demarcus Robinson haven't done too much this year. Hardman's coming off a 76-yard performance last week, but um, some of that was in gar garbage time, but you know, I, as long as they, they just have to neutralize Hill, because if he gets going, he can get up, put up 250 yards and three touchdowns at a blink of an eye, so they have to do whatever they can to neutralize him. If Hardman and Demarcus Robinson beats you, tip your hat. Tip, I mean, tip your cap. Um, only chances to pressure Mahomes and be the D-line everyone expected before the season. Maybe bring some blitz, bring Cam Kerr off the edge. Um, Cole Holcomb and Jermaine Davis, you know, from the middle linebacker positions. Um, the Chiefs' line has been okay this year. Um, it's a little better than last year, but still not. I still say it's average. Orlando Brown Jr. has been up and down coming over from Baltimore. Lucas Niang is a really a rookie. He Last year he was drafted to the saddle because of COVID at, at a TCU. Um, the, both of those guys can be exposed off the edge from Chase and Montez Sweat. Joe Tooney is, you know, one of the better guards in the league. But, um... Humphrey and Trey Smith are both rookies, talented rookies, but still rookies. So hopefully, Ionitis Allen and Payne, Tim Settle can, you know, at least get some pressure um, up front to Mahomes because he he only time he really struggles is when he has interior pressure. So hopefully, you know, this, this team can provide that. Um, Chiefs defense has struggled all year. Hopefully, the Washington offense can get it going. They have a formidable front four with Frank Clark, Chris Jones. Um, Jaron Reed and Derek Nottie, um, but the offensive line should hold. They've been good, even to cause me out. I think Carly, Cornelius Lucas will be fine. I expect Sheriff to be out again, but Wes Schweitzer will do you know fine in his stead. Um, obviously, you got Chase Roulier and uh, Charles Leno is in well. Eric Flowers in well. So I think they can do all right. I, I, obviously, Chris Jones is one of the best interior defensive linemen in the NFL, but hopefully they can keep him keep him at bay. Uh, Frank Clark is a good edge rusher as well, but. Hasn't had the year that many expected him to have. Well, really, his tenure at Kansas City hasn't been as good as it was in Seattle so far. Still a really good player, though. Um, secondary struggling with Legere Sneed and Mike Hughes and Tredavious Ward on the outside. Um, Tyron Matthew is a ball hawk, though, so Heineke has to be careful because Matthew's going to be watching him, and I wouldn't be surprised if Matthew gets a pick off him just because he just, you know, they call him Hunchy Batter for a reason. He's reckless out there and still one of the better safeties in the NFL. Because um, evident, I think, week one when he had two interceptions or week two, whatever it was, against Baltimore. So uh, Matthew is definitely someone this offense needs to keep an eye on. Heineken needs to be a game manager. He needs to take what's there. Um, 
you know, take what he sees. I don't care if that's in the flat to McKissick or Ricky Seals Jones. They can't turn the ball over because this will get ugly fast. So they do. They cannot make any mistakes. They have to be perfect in this game almost on offense to make this, you know, give this Tampa chance for this team to, you know, pull out an upset. So um, Heineke, I think, can have a good game because this is a, you know, pretty porous defense. He's played well against poor defenses this year. It's when the good defenses has come where he's had his trouble. I um, need to get Antonio Gibson and J.D. McKissick going just to control the clock. The offense needs to maybe get some dominate some of that time of possession because that's the only way they're going to hopefully win is if they keep Mahomes off the field. Gibson, I think, can have, you know, 70 to 80 yards on the ground. The Chiefs defense is, again, struggling. McKissick needs to get his touches out of the pass game or out of the backfield as well. I expect Terry to have a really good bounce back game, close to 100 yards. These quarter, these cornerbacks can't hang with him, whether it be Sneed, Hughes, Tredavis Ward. They can't cover Terry. So they, and they might double him, especially with other receivers out, but um, I expect Terry to have a good game. Get DeAndre Carter some touches. Um, like I mentioned in the earlier part of the podcast, he deserves it. Um, he's dynamic with the ball. can give you something Curtis Samuel you know, could offer as well. Hopefully Cam Sims and Deami Brown can play. Cam Sims did not practice as the time this recording Deami Brown did, so maybe it's at least shaping up for Deami Brown to to uh, come back. Deami Brown is still a you know big place you know threat. Hopefully they get him a little more involved um, this week if he's able to be out there. Um, in summation, I have Kansas City winning 35-17. I do not hope. I just don't have too much hope for this team this week, um, especially the way the defense is playing. And you know, regardless of Kansas City struggles, Patrick Mahomes is still Patrick Mahomes, and um, he's gonna make you pay if there's some voids to be taken advantage of in this defense. Moving on to fantasy football, uh, you get Trevor Lawrence as a quarterback. I like this week going against the Dolphins. You know, bye weeks are coming up this week, injuries. Um, Trevor Lawrence is a pretty good matchup against the Dolphins this week. He has at least 18 points over the last two weeks in each game. Um, they let him run more. They put him in better situations to make him comfortable. That organization is in shambles. Urban Meyer is, I thought from the beginning, wasn't a good choice for that organization. He's not a good I didn't think he was going to make the jump to NFL well, and I've been proven right so far on that point. Um, hopefully he's, for Trevor Lawrence's sake, hopefully he's not in Jacksonville too much longer. Um, but anyways, Lawrence is at least getting, setting up a little more for uh, success the way they're running the offense for him. Uh, you got Devontae Barker, excuse me, Devontae Booker, a running back from the New York Giants playing against the Rams. He's going to be filling in for Saquon Barkley for probably this week and maybe a few weeks in the future. Um, Barkley has an ankle injury. Booker had 19 touchdowns and two touchdowns. 19 touches and two touchdowns last week when Barkley got hurt. As a tougher matchup this week going against the Rams, but the volume should be there. Um, I could definitely see him getting, you know, get into the end zone again this week. You got running back Daryl Williams from the Kansas City Chiefs filling in for Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Um, he had 10, 10 touches and 45 yards last week. Um, should get majority of touches with uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire out. Um, good matchup this week going against the Washington football team defense. Um, he's a threat of the backfield as well. From the receiver perspective, you have Kadarius Toney, Giants wide receiver who had a coming out party last week, 10 catches, 189 yards. Um, loved him at Florida. Um, he's a guy that just... For being his size, it's just so tough to bring down. So shifty, very physical runner. Um, the Giants got a really good player at him in the first round last year. Um, a lot of injuries in that offense, so he should be the focal point of that offense going forward with Galladay out and Barkley out. And But Tony actually is a little banged up in his own right um, with a knee, ankle injury, excuse me. So let's see if he's able to play this week. If he is, I think it's a good start against the Rams. At tight end, you got David Njoku going against the Arizona Cardinals. I've always been a big Njoku fan. Going back to his days in Miami, 
he had basically the best game of his career, seven catches, 149 yards, and a touchdown. Talent has always been there, but you know hasn't just put it together yet. Um, big game last week. Might be something you want to watch for the next week or two to see if it was more than a blip on the radar. Um, but he has the talent to be a tight end one um, in the NFL, not just fantasy perspective. I think he is more talented than Austin Hooper, but we'll see this week how if his role changes um, going forward between him and Austin Hooper in that offense. Well, with that, that will include this Roman Run League episode. Washington football team had another underwhelming loss, and will look to pull up a huge upset in Week 6 versus the Kansas City Chiefs. Hope some of these fantasy tips help you in your leagues this week. Next week, I'll be back with a new episode previewing the Washington football team game versus the Green Bay Packers, with a look back at the Kansas City Chiefs game. You can follow me on Twitter at NFLScout21 and Instagram at RomanOnLeague underscore pod. Thanks for listening. Please rate and subscribe. This is your host, Tyler Roman, signing off. See you next time.